okay, this is where the magic happens. <laughs> well, let me get to my script because that's where the magic happens. That's where the magic happens, really. All right. Welcome to the Geek and Review, the podcast focused on innovative and creative ideas in the legal industry. I'm Greg Lambert. Arlene Gaybauer is off this week, but she did join us as we invited a couple of our former guests to come back and discuss how the Boston Legal Design Challenge went. So Jeff Marple and Bob Taylor of Liberty Mutual join us, and they brought along one of the members of the winning team, Aubrey Souza, who is a 2L at Suffolk Law School. So stick around for that discussion. And now let's jump into this week's Information Inspirations. For more than 50 years, Lillian Michelson created and maintained one of the most famous libraries for film research in Hollywood. Lillian and her husband Harold were royalty in Hollywood, so much so that the king and queen in the movie Shrek were actually named after them. Uh, Lillian's library contained detailed descriptions of what a movie set should look like, whether we're talking about a drug kingpin's living and working environment in movies such as Scarface or U.S. Army details in movies like Full Metal Jacket, Lillian Michelson helped make it real. She began volunteering at the movie library for Samuel Goldwyn Studios in 1961, and by 1969, she made it her own by purchasing the library away from them. Unfortunately, over the years, the library had to be moved from place to place, and over the past few years, the library was moved into some 45 pallets full of filmmaking information. She's tried for years to get the collection digitized, but no one seemed to want to take on the project. That is until now. The Internet Archive and its founder, Brewster Kale, are going to scan and catalog all of the materials and put it online through the Internet Archives for everyone to access. On January 27th, they are going to have a virtual ribbon-cutting event, and the 92-year-old Lillian Michelson will be there to unveil the first phase of her new online collection. This is exactly what the Internet and the Internet Archives were created for. The second inspiration I have it comes from the Baltimore County Library, and they are doing something completely amazing by raising money to buy a van to help bring legal services to the communities in their city. The project, which is to raise $25,000, is being headed up by librarian Julie Brophy and the director of the pro bono section of the Maryland Legal Aid, Amy Petkosek. And I hope I said that right, Amy, and I'm sure I didn't. So one of the things that we say a lot is that access to justice is not a technology issue. It's a process issue. This is exactly the sort of improvement in the process that helps get the legal resources out to the community rather than insisting that the community come to the resources. So I hope at some point we can get both of these leaders of this project to come on the show and tell us more about it. And that wraps up this week's Information Inspiration. Back in October, we talked about the Boston Legal Design Challenge, which was held in November. With all of the challenges of holding a competition during a pandemic, we wanted to follow up with the organizers of the challenge and bring one of the winners in to see how things went. Listeners may remember back in October that we talked with Bob Taylor and Jeff Marple of Liberty Mutual, along with Gabe Tenenbaum of Suffolk Law School, about the Boston Legal Design Challenge. 
Well, from what we heard, the event was a huge success. So we asked them to come back and talk with us about it. Bob Taylor and Jeff Marple were able to join us again, and they brought along Aubrey Souza, a 2L from Suffolk, who was on the winning design team for the challenge. So everybody, welcome to the Geek and Review. Hey, great to be here. Thanks, Greg. So, Bob, before we jump in, would you mind just reminding us who you are and who you're with? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Bob Taylor. I am Vice President and Senior Corporate Counsel at Liberty Mutual, and I lead a team called Legal Ideation and Transformation, where we're thinking about the way that laws is being delivered today or legal services are being delivered today, the way we think it's going to be delivered tomorrow and how we might be able to influence that. All right. And Jeff, would you mind doing the same? Sure. Jeff Marple. Uh, I work at uh, Liberty Mutual. I work on Bob's team. I'm the Director of Innovation uh, with Corporate Legal. All right. And Aubrey, you're you're the new one here, so you mind uh, letting We saved the best for last. There we did. Exactly. <laughs> Would you mind uh, just telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thank you. My name is Aubrey Souza. I'm a 2L at Suffolk University in Boston, Massachusetts. Well, it's good to have all three of you back. Yeah. Well, welcome, everybody. Bob, let's start with you. Uh, how did it go? Well, from my perspective, it was a wild success. Um, <laughs> no, I, I was so unbelievably proud of um, both the Liberty Mutual and the Suffolk team um, for adapting and moving this event uh, from being an in-person event traditionally to being a virtual event this year for obvious reasons. And, you know, there were a lot of good parts that came out of that. Um, but before I get to any of that, and I know Jeff has a lot to elaborate on this part as well, I, I just want to thank Suffolk University. Um, I want to thank uh, Dean Andy Perlman, who's been a, a really good collaborator with Liberty Mutual over the course of time. I also want to thank uh, Professors Gabe Tenenbaum and Professor Diane O'Leary, who were instrumental over the years in helping us get this going, and Diane in particular this year and, and working with her on the project. But, um, you know, the, the event went really well, Marlene. I mean, I was so happy with the enthusiasm of the students. Uh, we had great facilitators. We had facilitators that had been involved in the event prior. We even had facilitators that, um, and I think we mentioned this last time that we were on, that had been either externship students or law clerks for us that had participated in the event previously that came back to help be facilitators. Some even took a day off their actual jobs to come back and do this. They were so enthusiastic about the event itself. So we had high energy and uh, great participation, and um, we had 10 teams from around the country. So What's not to love? It, it really was a good engagement uh, for the students and I think a nice welcome distraction from uh, their regular schoolwork, I think. What did you have in terms of the feedback from the facilitators and from, from the students? Yeah, I mean, I think the facilitators get a lot out of this uh, themselves. Um, you know, it's a long day. It's a hard day. You know, you really got to dig in and, and um, go at these problems. And I think people get, uh, you know, elated at the beginning and then you have this terrible trough of despair <laughs> during the middle of the event <laughs> where this is never going to work. I don't think we can. My team is doing terrible. Come help us. You know, we would we had all these great breakout rooms, you know, with Zoom. And I should also call out another really big portion of success for this uh, uh, event was uh, we had amazing technical support from our uh, production group at uh, Liberty Mutual. Uh, without them, we couldn't have pulled this off. I'll let Jeff talk more about the technology because he certainly knows way, way more about that than I do. But without them, we couldn't have pulled it off. And, um, but, you know, we went through these amazing highs and lows throughout the day. I think the facilitators themselves get a lot of really good psychic return um, from empowering these folks and helping them learn a little bit more about design thinking and how to apply that in a legal setting. 
And then the participants themselves, I think that, you know, some of them, you know, responded that they got to work with people in their class that they didn't typically get to work with, which was kind of cool. Um, they got to, you know, really learn and apply some new ways of, of thinking about the law and challenge themselves and their construct of what they might want to do post-graduation. Um, a lot of people, I think, hopefully look at Liberty Mutual and corporate law a little bit differently um, as an option for them. I think, you know, a lot of students come in and they think, and, you know, maybe Aubrey can talk about this a little bit later, that they come in thinking, look, there's one path for students that they're going to go and get into a law firm post-law school. And, you know, part of the design of this event, if you will, is to get people thinking about alternative careers and ways to apply your legal knowledge in different ways. And I think we accomplished that. I think we did. I'm really proud of that. That's great. It sounds like a lot of fun. So, Jeff, do you mind just kind of walking us through, you said you had 10 teams, and of course, this was a, a virtual environment. So, just kind of walk us through what uh, how it started and uh, how it went through through the day and what, what challenges you kind of ran into. Sure. Uh, yeah, so we had... Great. We had 10 teams. We had we had teams from Suffolk University. We had teams from Texas and SMU, Southern University Law Center. We had it was an international event. We had a team from Canada, from Thompson Rivers University, a couple of teams from UNLV, a couple of teams from uh, Michigan State. So just getting that geographic spread was was a big win for us as well. Uh, normally we had schools from Boston, and being able to reach out even internationally was was a big deal for us. Did the Stanford team show up? No, Stanford team did not show up. I mean, right. obviously they were quite intimidated by the talent that we had, and that's what happened there. There's always next year's, always next year, Stanford. That's right. Um, uh, so the day started. So how did my day start? My day started when I woke up at like 4:30 in the morning, terrified about what lay in front of me, as I'd never run one of these events before online. Really, we did a tremendous amount of prep and planning and trying to think through every eventuality. But as I'm sure you're all aware, no plan survives the battlefield and neither did this one, but planning is essential and all that planning paid off. So the first part of the day was a quick introduction and then a, a, a quick icebreaker for the teams to sort of get to, if they didn't know each other already, to start to understand how to use the technology and to work together to collaborate, to come up with a quick battle cry, which they then had to share back out to everyone. The rest of the morning was a series of, of exercises that helped them start to understand um, what problem they were trying to solve for, uh, given their secret ingredients, and then how to narrow that into different stakeholders that, that may be affected by that solution, uh, by that problem, excuse me, and then uh, trying to come up with a solution and visualize that solution in a drawing that will eventually lead into a pitch deck. So these were a series of sort of quick hit note and vote type of exercises. We leveraged, as, as Bob said, we had a sort of, we had a great technology stack and a, a ton of help on that. We had, we had plenary sessions in Zoom that we would then push folks into breakout rooms. Each team had their own breakout room. Uh, we learned early on that we needed to have um, one facilitator per team, that, that it was a, quite a change from previous years where we could usually do this with three or four facilitators. Now we had 10 plus, plus an event staff on top of that. So a lot more lifting from that perspective. So we had some great facilitators, all of which were alumni of previous events. They would sit in the rooms with them. They would be their first point of contact on any technical issues or any, any content issues. Um, meanwhile, we had a chat going on in the background on Discord, which would allow us to understand if anybody was running into problems here 
here or running the problems there. It also served as an amazing uh, way for the facilitators to blow off steam with the, <laughs> the mightiest of GIF wars that you may have ever seen in your life. Like The meme in GIF war was strong. Yeah, yeah, it was really yeah. strong. Perhaps <laughs> the highlight of the day. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, so that was the first, the first part of the day, Greg, was a, a tremendous amount of hands-on teamwork trying to uh, source a bunch of ideas and then quickly narrow them into one that the team could focus on for the second half of the day, which was pitch preparation. Jeff, I want to mention one thing, too, that I think you know, you're you're kind of doing yada, yada, yada over, right? Because you can't yada, yada over some of the best tech, which was our use of Mural in the background. Yeah, uh, um, so uh, the team's uh, built on a custom mural board. And I want to give a quick shout out to a friend of ours. Um, you know, so Douglas Ferguson at Voltage Control, who is one of our sponsors, contributed and, uh, some good amount of time. And a previous guest on this particular guest. podcast. Yeah. That's, yes, right. that's what I do. That's right. what I just did there. I brought it back to the guy yeah. who was here. Right? Awesome. Yes. There you go. So uh, as you know, right, uh, Greg, uh, you know, he is an amazing guy. He's a really interesting dude, and um, we really like collaborating with him. But uh, he and Jeff created customized mural boards for each one of these teams so that they could walk their way through the process that Jeff talked about. And so I think combining all these various technologies in unique ways made for a really, I think, smooth event that the students could navigate relatively easily. I mean, and I, I'd be interesting to hear Aubrey's take on that. Um, yeah. If was, she thought that the same, was the same thing. I was going to say, there, well, it sounds to me like there, one, there was a lot of moving parts here. I mean, you had a lot of technology going on. So, well, let's just jump right to it. Aubrey, uh, how did it go? Were you able to handle all that technology being tossed at you? It was a really seamless day. I felt like I was sitting in the room with all of these people with sticky notes, talking with um, with my facilitator, who would then bring us back to the group, and we'd have that conversation, and then we'd go back and have a conversation amongst my team. I mean, you didn't feel like you were being bounced around and interrupting the conversation. It felt you were just like turning your back and going back to your group. I, I have to commend the Liberty team we didn't realize that we were just sitting on our computer for eight hours that day. And it might've just been a lot of adrenaline and excitement because it was a really great event. We were a team who was really excited to be there, but a little pat on our backs too. But, <laughs> but no, it was a perfect platform. Every step was perfectly planned to build to the final event too. We didn't realize at the time, but everything was planned to build to the next thing. Um, so, you know, the problem and then the stakeholder, we didn't realize at the time what it was building to, but eventually it all uh, helped us shape an idea that uh, really brought us to that final pitch. So, you know, tell me a little bit about the composition of, of the team itself and, and what the idea was that, that you guys were pitching. And then I'll probably throw it back over to to Bob and Jeff to sort of get a sense of, of the composition of some of the other teams and maybe some of the other ideas that were, were shared. Sure. Um, so my team is made up of myself, Mia Bernardi, Christina Gregg, Michael Cronin, and Elena Constantino. And we- Are you, are you all from the us, same school? We're all from Suffolk. Okay. Um, we're two L's and three L's. None of us have 
really met in person, though we know each other from working together through uh, the Suffolk Lit Lab, which is a clinical program. So we've worked online together, which I think was a benefit in the setting, but we've never met in person. And our idea was called Bolts, and it was a virtual online legal training simulation. One of the early prompts was a problem statement that related to our secret ingredient. And I don't know, um, Jeff and Bob, if you want to go more in depth about what the secret ingredients were. Can we hear the secret ingredients? I personally want to, yeah. I want a, a, a audio of one of the battle cries that we can actually use on, on, the, <laughs> on, the, on the website. See if we can get to the audio on that. Please see if that can happen. <laughs> all, I have all the secret ingredients, but ours was virtual legal training and education. I don't know. If, I can't explain how they were all, all supposed to play in. Well, the secret ingredients are secret, so I'm sorry, I can't tell you. Uh, no, we, we focused on, uh, we, we, we tried to lean into the virtual aspect of 2020. And so there was three secret ingredients. You, you were, they were assigned at random. Virtual legal training and education was one. One was the virtual legal profession. And the last was the virtual administration of the law. So those were the three secret ingredients. And they had to, they had to leverage or use one of you know, the ingredient they were assigned in whatever their solution was. So this was the Iron Chef portion of the. Of that's the right. Event. This is the Iron Chef. Yeah, that's right. I, I remember you talking about that. So yes, this is the Morimoto part. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and Aubrey, was there a way to kind of prepare yourself for this, or was it something that you just showed up and and you, they hit you with the with the training and the problem, and and bam, you were on your own. No, we were being geeks and we were trying so hard. We like researched past uh, challenges and we couldn't find no information about past winners except for their names. Um, we could we could find no information. So we couldn't, uh, we didn't know what we were going to be doing. We didn't know if it was going to be um, like in an area, if we need to have substantive knowledge about areas of the law. So we were really in the dark. Um, yeah, and I was just going to say, Aubrey, I think that's the way we like it with the yeah. students because we don't want them trying to kind of pre-solution everything or try to do all this crazy research. I think the idea for the students is to come with an open mind and, you know, just have that growth mindset. So when they get there, they can be fully engaged and, and really get a little uncomfortable because that's part of the exercise, too. And I don't know if you felt that uncomfortableness or not, Aubrey, but that was certainly intentional on our part to try to spur a little bit more creativity. I would um, I would definitely agree that we were very uncomfortable, but once we gave into that, our facilitator did a great job. Um, Anthony Metzler, to give him a shout out, was really great. Um, every step of the way, he was just like, this is the stage you are in, do this. And so we weren't thinking about our final mm -hmm. product and our pitch until about 45 minutes until pitch time. We did not have, we, we weren't doing our deck until like the last 45 minutes, which was a little late, um, <laughs> but it worked for us. When we were thinking about the problem of the virtual legal education and um, training, the problem for us was that there's no checkpoints and um, you're unable to harness the power of virtual training for students. It doesn't just talk about students, it's you know lawyers who are in the practice or new lawyers because there's just learn it and you get a test at the end of the year and go to your CLE and 
maybe just sit through the whole thing and then you get a code that you register at the end. There's no checkpoints for people in this practice. And it's kind of just you're in the world. But then we were talking about stakeholders. We all talked about who's the stakeholder. And it's not the people who are in the practice. It's communities that lawyers serve at the end of the day. They're the user. We're creating lawyers who serve a community. And so um, as we're building, we were really thinking about how do we build better lawyers, but also give make better lawyers who have something. And so what we wanted to make was something that helps lawyers feel better about themselves. And we built like a pilot simulator for lawyers. It was like a video game that teaches lawyers how to learn new fields with a client and get build those soft skills while you're building the practice area. So if you want to learn how to do property law, uh, you learn how to deal with a client who's having an issue. So you can learn how to go to the registry of deeds, but also deal with that emotional issue and interact with somebody. But also it's really low stakes because when you're dealing with somebody who's having an issue, it shouldn't be like a, a real person. So that was our idea. I really, I really like that idea, the sort of blending the, the human element into it. So it's, it's, it's about client service in addition to understanding, um, the, the law in, in that area. And, uh, you know, I think that's an area where we've talked about there can, there can definitely be some, some growth and improvement in terms of education. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering that based on the skills that you applied during this exercise, you know, um, how do you see yourself using those, you know, moving forward in, in the future? So I think that one of the really nice parts about this is that, like I said, uh, we didn't try to solve the problem right away. We talked about what was that's, involved. That's very non-lawyer. <laughs> non-lawyer. Oh, you listened, you listened, and you thought yeah. about it. <laughs> and I'm also in exam mode right now. So, um you know, I'm going through and I'm looking at uh, what's important and all the pieces. Like we're breaking it down to all of the parts of the community. Uh, so I just think that like all of the uh, ways that we were interacting with like a group going back and forth mm. with it was really um, nice. And we were able to just like really collaborate as a team. We really built on it at the end because it fit the group's values and how we were working um, on it. Um, so I want, Jeff, I wanted to get back to um, the other teams that participated and some of the ideas that they put together as, as well as their composition. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, happy to. But I did want to comment on one thing that Aubrey mentioned. So she mentioned that her facilitator was Anthony Metzler. Metz, as we know him, was um, an expert, an extern and then a law clerk for us. And then, alas, he departed to go and work for Baker McKenzie. He currently works for frequent contributor to Three Geeks and a Law Blog. His boss is Casey Flaherty. So just sort of bringing it around again. Um. Well, well, you say frequent uh, contributor. Uh, Casey hasn't contributed in a while. So let's uh, let's encourage yeah, him to start. By frequent, start I mean jumping back once in. every couple of years. It feels like I. You something along those lines but when he does it's it's there's just a lot of it there's <laughs> it's long form yes um 
so anyways, uh, the, the, the second and third uh, place teams, well, the second place team was also from Suffolk. They were called MBA 2K20, and they, um, they also were looking at virtual education. They were trying to build a, a virtual campus, um, an educational facility, I guess, uh, for law students, but also for CLE. And then the third place team was our Canadian team, who, by the way, far and away had the most amazing Tim Hortons uh, Zoom backdrops that you ever saw in your life, um, and and Jeff by far the most polite. <laughs> yes, they said sorry a lot, um, and they were trying to figure out a way to automate legal consulting, uh, legal technology consulting. So not only were they trying to consult on legal technology, but they were trying to do it in an automated way, which I thought was a an interesting interesting approach. They were automating the consulting around technology with technology. So that was that was that was compelling. Well, um, uh, so those are our three winners. So, so what I want to do is encourage any future Texas teams to have a good Whataburger uh, background yeah, next time around. That's absolutely, right. absolutely. Got to got to counter <laughs> that uh, Tim Hortons. Got to counter the Tim Hortons. That's correct. <laughs> yes, there was a no lot question. of uh, maple leaves and and Canadian flags. They were very patriotic. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. So um, now, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was you had a. A, uh, a blue ribbon panel of judges. You, know, you did. You, you yeah. talked about, uh, you know, you had Cat Moon, you had Bob Ambrogi, Jason Barnwell. Um, mm. How how was their experience? How were they able to jump in with this virtual environment and do their job? And and was it as smooth as it sounded like everything how else went? Or yeah, how did they do it? Yeah, what did they do? Yeah. So first of all, they're all pros. And, um, you know, they're fantastic and we're very thankful for their participation. They jumped right in with ease. They came in towards the end of the day. Uh, they watched a little bit during the day, but then they came in towards the end of the day and they listened to all the pitches. Uh, we actually had an, an online form uh, that they could fill out as they were going along that automatically tabulated the scores so that when we broke out into the virtual judges chambers, uh, we were able to review those scores and ha- kind of have the teams force ranked a little bit. They weren't held to that, but it gave them a framework to work off of. And um, they all asked the teams excellent questions. Um, they really were, you know, not only probing, but also very generous questions in terms of allowing the teams to maybe get out that last little bit that they needed to get out or be, you know, get some more clarity around something. And I, I want to go back to something that Aubrey said about how she and her team drew analogies for their idea from other places, um, like you know the flight simulator and the way that they displayed things was so very simple. And I think you know somebody like Bob Ambrosi, who really appreciates both simplicity in writing, but also the simplicity in the idea, really called that out. I think you know Jason Barnwell was very complimentary about the virtual nature of the training. Cat Moon, who as you know from Vanderbilt is a professor, you know really thought that this would be a great training tool and it really resonated with them. So as far as the judges were concerned, they had no problem adapting to the environment. I think they've all been working in this environment on their own anyway. And they were super generous with the students and their questioning and their comments back to them on the winners. And uh, we were pleased to have them. So very fortunate. Good. That's nice to hear. Did Jason Barnwell uh, tell you that you should have done this on Microsoft Teams instead of Zoom? (laughs) He had a lot of suggestions about the tech stack. Yes, we, we made a lot of we made a lot of office jokes, which was fun. 
Well, good. It sounds like everyone had a good time with this. Aubrey, I, let me let me just ask you real quick. I know you're you're a two L. You may not want to do this in your in your three L year, but it would would it be something that that you would do again, or at least encourage other people to participate in? Told them to sign me up as a facilitator. I was going to ask. I don't know if they'll let me go for a two-time champ, but oh. um, I would encourage everyone to do it. It would be absolutely incredible experience. I like that. She, just threw, that she, she just threw that down, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, She's like, two times. I'm just yeah. envisioning a, a WWE t- style <laughs> entrance with a boa and walking through with music. And so let's have you come back as the reigning champ. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know what the team's going to do with the money because, I mean, if you guys will remember, we had really <laughs> generous sponsors. Oh, yeah. Um, I just want to mention them real quickly Legalmation, uh, Integrion, Thomson Reuters, Neotologic, Logics, PackSafe, and Voltage Control. And, um, you know, I want the sponsors to know not only did it go to prize money, but also to support um, the Lit Lab at Suffolk University um, and the great work that they're doing there. So I'm just curious, Aubrey, you know, we gave out 5000 to the winning team, 3000 to the second place team, and 2000 to the 2000. third place yep. team. So uh, I'm just curious, Aubrey, what are you going to do with the money? You know, I think we all joked, but I was very serious. I'm going to pay my rent. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you Very know what? practical. That's, Smart girl. That's a good, yeah. that's a good thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Pay, pay so your rent and then, and then pay your uh, student loans. So. Right. Right. Yeah, it's a right. form of COVID yeah. relief is really yes. what it was. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry it's not more exciting. But, but yeah. So we got an email from uh, one of the people on the winning team. Mm. Her name's uh, Christina Gregg. And if, you, if, if it's okay, I'd like to just read a little bit of it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, please. So the... You know, we, we, we do this for a lot of reasons. We, we, we do it because it's fun. We do it because we like it. We do it because it gets Liberty Mutual and Suffolk some exposure by doing things like this podcast and talking about it in different places. We do it because we want to educate the law students on design thinking and help them think about something different. But Christina really sort of summed it up. So uh, this is her email. Um, I wanted to thank each of you sincerely for the incredible experience your LM team worked so diligently to create for us on Friday. The opportunity to participate was a pivotal moment in my law school career and has recommitted me to the pursuit of a forward-thinking, mechanics-oriented career in law. Specifically motivated by the event, I enrolled just this morning in design thinking and legal process and project management as two of my final law school courses next semester. The day was full of light bulb moments, laughs, and lessons learned. I really cannot say enough good things about it and confirm the meaningful impact it has on students like myself who will take those lessons and apply them in our own careers. I hope to stay in touch with this team in the months and years to come. So that right there means we had a good event. If everyone else hated it, but Christina had that experience, then I feel like we had a great event. So, um, uh, you know, thank you, Christina, for the lovely email. Thanks to all the students that participated. A huge thank you to our facilitators and project team and our sponsors for helping us out because we had a we had a really great time and um, I can't wait to do it again. Good. Well, I don't think we can top that. So, uh, Bob Taylor, Jeff Marple, and Aubrey Souza, thank you very much for uh, coming back on here and uh, and telling us how how it went. Sounds like a really good time was had by all and and uh, good luck in the future on this. Yeah. Thank you all so much. Great. Thanks, guys. Well, it's always a pleasure talking with Jeff and Bob. 
This is where I wish Marlene was here because uh, uh, she would agree with me that envisioning Aubrey and re-entering the competition next year and walking in with a championship belt around her waist and fireworks going off in the building, that, I think that's uh, that's how I imagine the next challenge going. So all kidding aside, it sounds like the Boston Legal Design Challenge was a great experience for everyone involved. Kind of wish I could have streamed it and watched the events that day. So thanks again to Jeff Marple and Bob Taylor from Liberty Mutual for joining us. And a big thanks to Aubrey Souza from the reigning championship team of the Boston Legal Design Challenge and Suffolk Law School for sharing her experiences as well. And before we go, we wanted to remind listeners to take the time to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can rate and review us as well. If you have questions about today's show or comments on a future show, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at, at GayBauerM or at Glambert. And you can call the Geek and Review hotline at 713-487-7270 or email us at geekandreviewpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, the great music you hear is from Jerry David DeSicca. Thanks, Jerry. All right, we'll be back next week. We'll see you then. 